This podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Redmont Vodka. You can find them on the web at www.redmontdistilling.com. Hey man, I need y'all to know. This, this <laughs> hey man, is, don't be put by business. Oh no, no. Now you self snitching. That, that, that is called self snitching. Because you don't know what I was going to say. I could tell by your tone. <laughs> no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. Because I was going to say I had the itis for the third time because this is take three. <laughs> hey man, I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of fun. Oh man. I ever got a case of the Fridays. Yeah, I, you yeah. Come in, you yeah. come in, you want to do everything right, and then it's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's do that again. Let's do that again. Okay, take three. So we are on take three. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Hell, we might be in here for take five, six, and seven. I don't, I don't know. Just, it, just, it just depends on how my man feel. I, you oh, know, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to DJ. I'm just, I'm gonna change my, I'm gonna t- change my name to DJ. I'm gonna wear Ooh. number twenty two like DJ Hall. Take it away, man. All right. <laughs> For the third or fourth or fifth time, tell me a joke. <laughs> now, this is it's not the third or fourth time because I messed up the jokes. My jokes are immaculate. Okay. And I tell these, like, it just comes right off. Okay. Two men walk into a... Hold on. Let me start over. Okay. <laughs> Come on, come on, you got it, you got it, you got it. Don't lose it, don't lose it, don't lose it. <laughs> Two men break into a drugstore. They steal all the Viagra. The police put out an APB, and they put the description out. We're looking for two hardened criminals. <laughs> hardened criminals. Oh, man. Okay, now I told you you would have to tell them all, but you know you gotta tell the world your mama. <laughs> you gotta tell your mama's joke, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Again, to the listening audience, I'm I'm sorry for this, but um, <laughs> God is giving out hair. I don't know what on what day of creation this is or whatever, but it's time for him to give out hair, and uh, he's dealing with the Asian guy, the white guy, and the black guy. He tells the Asian guy. Be there at 11.30. No, be there at 11. Asian guy says, no problem, I'll be there. He tells the white guy, be there at 11.30. White guy says, no problem, I'll be there. He tells the black guy, I'm giving you more time because, you know, whatever. He said, be there at 12 noon. Black guy says, well, I'll try. You know, I got a lot of stuff to get together, but I'm going to try to, hey, man, look, be here at 12 noon. This is important. This is, we're topping everything off. This is your hair. This is your crown and glory. Black guy said, all right, man, I'm going to try. 11 o'clock rolls around. Asian guy is uh, in place, and uh, he gets his hair. No complications. 11.30 rolls around. White guy comes around. He's in place, gets his hair. Bam, no complication. 12 o'clock noon rolls around. No black guy. 15 minutes later, God calls him. Hey, didn't I tell you to be here at 12? It's 15 minutes after the fact. You're still not here. It's very disrespectful. Black guy says, hey, man, you know, I like to look good. I got a lot of stuff to get together. I had to drop off. Hey, look, just get here. 15 minutes roll by, 30 minutes roll by, no black guy. God says, look, 
I'm not telling you no more. You'll be here in five minutes or else. The black guy says, look, if you can just give me six minutes. The guy says, look, I don't have time for six minutes. It's time. To, this is your crown and glory. You need to be here. God starts giving him a lecture on being late. The black guy says, hey, man, just ball my shit up and throw it over here. I'll take care. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> I, can, I want the listening audience to know around the world that is like the fourth time in less than 30 minutes that Iva has heard that joke. And, he and just, it works every time. And he has laughed like that every single time. I'm not laughing because oh, at this point it, oh it hurts. Man. It hurts to laugh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. As a matter of fact, oh, when man. people have a hard time coming up with jokes, I'm going to send them to you. You <laughs> I can keep going, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, look here. We, um, I say this to all my guests. You know, there are a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, wow, Tremont Muhammad's going to be on here. Uh, and there are going to be a lot of people that are like, you know, I have no idea who Destiny Manifest is. Mm -hmm. And only a few people are going to catch how and why I use both names just then right, so right. tell us tell us your story bring us up to speed to right now up to speed right now let's start backwards let's start at the end and move back um okay i am destiny manifest i am also Truman muhammad the people that know me um will, will most famously know me for uh being the uh birmingham representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam for the last, um, well, for 15 years, up until mm -hmm. nearly two years ago. Um, actually, three days, two days before COVID shut the world down, I made a decision that I had been agonizing over for a few years, and I probably had been talking to you about for about a year prior yeah, to that. That's right. Um, because it was something that I had been feeling pulled and led um, to do. But you know, I I was just, I was in a point of confusion um, because I had been doing one thing for so long and right. it had become, in my mind, a part of me, like this is me. Right. And uh, three days before, well, let me put it to you like this, because uh, this episode may clear up a lot of things for some people because I've actually not really had an official chance to um, say goodbye um, to tell why mm. um, I've just been quiet for the last 18 months. Right, right. <clears throat> Prior to me resigning, I had taken a 90-day sabbatical um, for personal reasons to um, soul search and also had some, some um, personal things going on family-wise. And I took the 90-day sabbatical, and once the 90 days was up, and things were happening all during the 90 days, and just to be totally transparent, I was trying to decide if I was going to stay or not. And the thing that made it so difficult was my ego. Mm. People were, you know, I was getting calls from, you know, friends and family and whatnot. Man, you can't do it. We got to, we need you. And you've been doing this for so long. We'll just give it another year, give it another two years. And that really kind of affected me, affected my ego. Because, right. well, maybe they do need me. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And I have this saying <clears throat> that when 
that if you get signs that you're supposed to move in a certain direction, mm-hmm. move a certain way, and you don't do it in time, the universe has a way of knocking all everything over. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. And even at that point, I still was saying, I may actually go back. Mm-hmm. I took a trip to Atlanta. Um, I had to meet with my uh, superior at that time. Mm-hmm. My superior at that time. And it was on some other business. And as we were talking, um, it's, this was my regional minister. And as we were talking, he said, um, he said, all right, so level with me, um, Tremont. Are you, um, are you going, um, what you doing, man? You retiring or what? And I said, I already know you, you was going to ask me that. Um, I said, I know you got to make a decision soon. I said, give me till I get home. Let me think, pray, meditate about it on the drive home. And I'll call you and let you know. We kept talking. As we are talking, I'm sitting there, and my conscience is just eating me alive. And I stopped him. He was, I stopped him in the middle of a sentence, and I said, look, man, I don't need um, till I get home. That's my ego talking. I know what I want to do right now. I'm going to resign. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respectfully resign. Um, I don't feel – I saw um, – what's my man's name? He coached North Carolina. Uh, Roy Williams, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him from coaching Kansas – and I remember, of course, from coaching uh, North Carolina. When he retired recently from North Carolina, he was in tears. And he said, the reason I'm retiring is the same reason I retired from Kansas. Not that I don't feel I don't have anything left in the tank. I do. I no longer feel as I'm the right, feel as if I'm the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was some of the things that I was mm-hmm. going through. Um, I felt like I had taken it as far as I needed to take it. Right. Now, other people can say, well, no, you got more in the tank. And I do. I got a lot left in the tank. Right. But nobody else can tell you what's best for your life than you. That's right. And I had to realize that I am the CEO of my own life. Mm-hmm. So I made the decision to resign. And, um, you know, and I have so many uh, fun memories, experiences, and that made me. It helped to shape me for who I am now. And I could not have had a better Uh, teacher and father figure than Minister Farrakhan. Uh, So I'm eternally grateful for that entire experience. Um, But that's where I am now. I have resigned. Um, I have been out of the position now for about 19 months. And along the way, I started a um, a podcast. Um, I kind of redid my social media. I went through a a period of recreation. First, I went through a period of just total silence because I needed to sit with myself I needed to you never know how tired you are until you actually stop yes I had to sleep for nearly a year I had been going and going and going for 15 years in Birmingham but three years I had been sent down to be the minister in Montgomery Mm -hmm. so I had been going for nearly 20 years straight the only time I ever really took um, I took one vacation that was non-nation related Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I traveled a lot, but it was always in business. Right, right. <clears throat> so um, I took that um, that year and just kind of rested. I had to retrain myself and um, so that I wouldn't feel guilty for sleeping late. And, you know, just simple things that sound simple to regular people. Mm-hmm. But to me, I went through a lot of mental, emotional, you know, spiritual anguish and changes and whatnot mm-hmm. to rebuild myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started a, um, a, I was in my restaurant um, and I started a podcast one day and um, 
I was doing these lives called Manifest Your Desires. Right. And uh, on the podcast, um, I just started calling myself Destiny Manifest, mm-hmm. you know, and the name just kind of stuck. And eventually I changed the name on social media and people just started calling me that. And now it's pretty much like a, if you, uh, lack of a better term, a stage name, Yeah, you know. And so that's what I, um, what I go by. And then sometimes with my um, quote unquote government name, mm-hmm. sometimes people will hear that and think that you're automatically trying to um, convert them. Yeah. When nothing can be further from the truth. And so um, the Destiny Manifest kind of de- it describes what I have gone through, what I am going through, and where I will be. And it not only describes me, but I feel like it describes all of us. And so um, I just kind of took that name and ran with it. So that's the, the long story for how the Destiny Manifest came about. You started the story <clears throat> talking about... Um your opportunity to explain and apologize and whatnot. Um, I can't help but to ask, how has it been received? Like the, you know, your followers in the mosque mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot. What is that relationship like now? Is you know. Oh, and I didn't explain why I didn't get a chance to, because um, like I said, when I, I was in Atlanta, I resigned. And two days later, COVID shut the world down. Mm-hmm. There was not another mosque meeting mm-hmm. for nearly two years, for 18 months. Mm. So there was no, really not a, an opportunity. We didn't meet physically, you right. know what I mean? So there was no opportunity for me to say, hey, look, man, you thank y'all, or for them to thank me, or whatever. It's just it, COVID shut everything down. Gotcha. So that was the reason. Now, to answer your question, the um, my relationships are are still good um, because once you have been around for so long, it's just that's a part of your family. Sure. You know, and so there's no, um, there's there's never been any beef. Um, there's no, um, no problems or anything like that. It's just a personal decision. Right. That right. I had to make. And it's not anything that I just up and left. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been preparing. Actually, I had written a letter of resignation two years before. And, you know, um, the brother I was talking about earlier, he's very funny. You mm-hmm. know, I had sent him a letter of resignation explaining everything. And the next time I talked to him, he's just talking like everything is regular. I'm like, hey, man, did you get my letter? He's like, yeah, I got that mess. Right. I remember <laughs> you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went through that. For, for a long time or whatever. And um, now people, I was just still in the fight, just swinging sure. and, you know, making progress. And and um, and I, I have to say, um, when I say making progress, you know, just to list a few things, um, I was the longest reigning um, minister mm-hmm. in the history of the Nation of Islam in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody had ever held it for that long. I was also the youngest um, to be appointed. Um, and, and again, like I said, to hold it uh, for that long. Um, there's also, there's a lot of things that we were able to accomplish. Um, a lot of, um, man, just a lot of things that I have forgotten about. I'm still thinking, things yeah. sometimes come up in my Facebook memories and, oh man, I forgot, forgot I shared the stage with Obama. Yeah, I forgot that I was the first Muslim in history to open the prayer at the Jubilee. I forgot, like I just forgot because when you're not in it for that and you're just in the, in, the, in the fight swinging and you're just trying to help the people, you're not thinking about accomplishments. That's right. 
So at some point, I'm going to have to sit down and just kind of write everything out and probably get other people to help me to, um, to remember. Sometimes I'm out, and I'm coming right back to your question. Sometimes I'm out, and people stop me. I was in a, I was in the store the other day, and a brother came up to me. He's like, hey, hero. And I said, hero? And I'm looking. I don't be knowing who. And they say, man, I remember what you told me. Or I remember when you said that. I don't remember saying it. Yeah. I don't remember none of that. But I am thankful to have had such an impact. Yeah. you know, on um, what seems like a lot of people's lives. Um, but the relationships are still um, good, still intact. There, um, I'm sure there were some people that were disappointed, some people that were hurt. That's both inside and outside of the mosque. Yeah. Because out of the maybe three people that I talked to, you being one, uh, and there were two or three more that I talked to beforehand, just to kind of get the thoughts from the outside on, yeah. you know, how would this be looked at? The first question that people asked me was, well, who's going to replace you? Right. Well, who are we going to have? And, you know, so I know people kind of get used to a particular personality in the in the seat, but nothing lasts forever. You know, and I was very much at peace with what I had been able to do. Um, I was I'm not the one to say, man, I just wish I had a little bit more time. I just wanted to do one more thing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else that I wanted to do, you know, and. Me stepping away um, does not say anything about um, the organization, doesn't say really anything bad about me. It's just that nothing lasts forever and life is a cycle. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep moving forward. Well, <clears throat> I appreciate you taking that opportunity to, you know, let people know what was on your mind, what's mm -hmm. on your heart. And uh, when we get back, we've talked about Tremont Muhammad. Mm -hmm. So when we get back, we're going to talk about Destiny Manifest Okay. in this day forward. Sound good. Hello, this is Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway, inviting you to join the conversation that we've started around bridging the gap to build communities that are safe and well-connected. Let's all work together to ensure that Jefferson County is a safe place for all who call it home. You know, I get so excited when it's, a recording day and I'll tell you why because one of the things I enjoy about being chief engineer I just gave myself a title you like that <laughs> you just I'm just telling you your pay don't go with that promotion <laughs> <laughs> I quit <laughs> um, one of the things I enjoy about being able to sit in here and listen participate is I get to meet all these people, people, people I've not met, and hear their stories. And one of the things I heard you say uh, last week when when we were talking to John Archibald mm -hmm. is if people would just talk to each other more and listen more. You know, he he made the point about just going out and actually I think that was Daryl. I'm 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 mushing two people together. Yeah. Daryl Daryl made the point of going out and just saying hey and meeting your neighbor. Right. Right. How much better of a world would we live in? if if we learn to just listen listen more that's why that's why a lot of the times i'm sitting here and i'm so quiet because i try to take pieces of what people are sharing in their stories Good. some of the things that they've been through and, and just reflect on my life and some of the things that i want to do and i i just don't i i don't mean to preach at y'all <laughs> but but if it, i feel like if more people just took time to listen and think before being so ready to speak that we would be in a better place. 
Mm. Well, I'm going to put off this or that again because that was just a perfect setup and what, what I wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, and I ain't even know. And you didn't even know. That is, um, and I'm going to tell you a little personal story here. Um, I have always, you know, I was raised a Baptist, mm-hmm. Sixth Avenue Baptist, born and bred. Shout out to Pastor Cantaloupe mm-hmm. uh, and Dr. Porter before him. That's just so. But anyway, um, I've always been raised a Christian, but I have always had an admiration for the uh, nation of Islam because of how the nation uh, makes me feel as a black man, Mm -hmm. celebrates me as a black man, how it celebrates the black family and the black community. Um, A friend of mine, Nadav Ravi, um, Jewish friend of mine, really checked me on that love and admiration for the minister and um, this, that, and the other. And man, it, it, it just got hard for me to listen to the message and, and, and throw the hate out my head, right? Um, and then I've talked to you and it's like, well, you know, that ain't hate. And so I've, I've struggled with this and that. Where I'm going with this is, I'm a I'm a man of faith and of intelligence, mm-hmm. and I struggle with spirituality. What? How are you going to use your message? What parts of of the the nation are you bringing with you? What parts of uh, um, other faiths or spirituality? And then I want to know how are you going to use that? You know. Um, you just had this walk and talk with the mayor, you know, how are you gonna use that Mm -hmm. to reach people, particularly those who are hurting and who are, you know, committing crimes here in the city, including gun violence. Mm -hmm. So um, let me start by saying this. And Um, with the caveat, mm -hmm. I don't believe in praying stuff away. I don't believe in, you know what I'm saying? What are we going to do? So let me start by saying this. Um, You asked what part um, am I bringing with me? I could never, and I would never deny um, where I came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm definitely not going to deny um, my teacher. Um, You even, I even peep, you still have the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad on your wrist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what um, I'm saying? Yeah, this was made for me uh, specifically as a gift, and uh, I, I love it. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely wear it some, uh, sometimes. I feel like it's a, um, I don't believe necessarily in good luck, but it's a good luck charm for me. Okay. Um, but let me say this. I think that this whole thing called cancel culture is a mental illness, um, and that's what a lot of them have done to the minister. Um, because someone says something that you don't like or you don't understand, it would be better to sit down with them to find out, like, why did you say that? Or why did you say it like this? 
because one thing that I've personally heard the minister say is, he said, I can, uh, I, I can never apologize for telling the truth, but I can apologize for the manner in which I say it. Mm-hmm. And so um, there have been many closed-door meetings between uh, him and the Jewish community. Right. Um, and they don't want to come out to have it publicly. And it's, it's like a disrespect of the public's ability to think. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the ability to make your own decision. And let me put it to you like this. I was in a I walked into a meeting one day. A preacher friend of mine invited me to a meeting. And when I walked in, um, there was, a, you know, a, a lot of preachers at the table. And there was a guy from I won't even call it the organization, but it's a Jewish organization. And when I walked in, the eyes got big as silver dollars. And this, this is during the time that I was the minister of the mosque. But the thing that struck me about what he said, he was talking to the black preachers and he was promising them trips to Israel. But the thing that struck me about what he said is, now with all of this that we've talked about, all of this that we said, we only ask you one thing, to let us educate you. And I said, that is so offensive because I should be able to be like a bumblebee. A bumblebee goes to this flower, that flower, over here, over there. And, you know, pollinates and takes what he needs from Mm -hmm. here and there. And as a human being, I'm not going to allow one group to, quote unquote, educate me. Right. I'm a thinking man. Right. And I have the ability to think and I have the right to think. So that's the problem that I have with that type of mindset. So we'll sit that over there. What I am bringing is um, because I learned so much discipline. I learned um, uh, the root of spirituality. And. What I am bringing is really the way, uh, the way that I have seen and observed from my teacher. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, let me ask you this: Who is your message for then? Because I, my I, message I is ask, for humanity. Well, what about the part of humanity that is, you know, shooting up the streets, mm-hmm. uh, innocent civilians getting hurt? Um, you know what? how does your message or any message mm-hmm. from the church or a church or spiritual right. mission, how how does that work? Well, Jesus said it's the sick that need a doctor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we want to um, talk to the ones that are not posing a problem. Mm-hmm. However, exactly. the work is with those that are posing the problem. And a lot of times they're posing the problem because those a lot of times are um, uh, the most intelligent um, and when I say intelligent, I don't mean book smarts. Um, I don't mean they may, did well in school. I mean, they have a natural intelligence. There's different types of inte- emotional intelligence, you know, spiritual intelligence. Um, but they don't fit in because they're looking at a world where they know, man, something, I can't put my finger on it, but something is not right. Change that to looking at a world to looking at a church okay. and finish your thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. They're looking like where... This does not just apply to uh, um, the the black church. Mm-hmm. It applies to uh, the the Jewish church. It applies to you know, uh, uh, forgive me, Episcopalian, and you know the the whole nine yards. How, where is the church? And 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 you know when when we look at young people right now who are being turned away. Left and right, 
I, you know, I, I embrace approaches like yours, but what is that approach? How, you know, is it to bring peace to our communities? Is it to bring spiritual, what are we doing? How are we doing it for those mm -hmm. that ain't listening to this podcast? Right, right, now? right, right. So it's all about self-improvement. Um, the problem is you see individuals make up communities. And if the community is underdeveloped, that means you just have a bunch of underdeveloped individuals. And so if we go to the individual and start one at a time, you're not going to get everybody. Like even if so you So wh what mm -hmm. do we do with the ones we not going to get? So th that <laughs> See that I want that hard question answered. Right. answered. Mm -hmm. So sometimes things have to kind of take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one of the things like some people like you can you cannot force you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't force him to drink. Right. Especially if he's not thirsty. Right. And so you have some that they like it the way it is. Right. I like shooting up the street and, and, this, and, and I ain't, I'm not going to change that. So you, you get what you get. Right. And they're not interested in this self-improvement. Right. And, and you know, we can sit. You use the perfect. Uh, um saying there you can lead a horse to water but you can't get him to drink i i have two or three people in mind that like you said they're brilliant they're mm -hmm. not they didn't finish school but they're brilliant mm -hmm. but they don't want to follow steps they don't it we're in a microwave com, you know right. society and whatnot they want it now mm -hmm. and i want to know what do you say to the mayor what do you say to the police chief about the bad kids? We already we already know we got to provide more economic right. opportunities and you know safe spaces this that, and the other. But what are we gonna do with the bad folk? Mm -hmm. Number one, we have to um, change that whole narrative of the bad folk. Okay, they're 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 different. You there, there's only two forces in the world: love, and most people will say hate, mm -hmm. but it's not love and hate. Mm -hmm. Hate actually comes out of love. Hate is a weaker force, but it's love and fear. Mm -hmm. That's why in the scripture when Jesus said perfect love, he didn't say perfect love cast out hate. He said perfect love cast out fear. Mm -hmm. And so when you find a person that seemingly doesn't want to change, it's not that they don't want to change. They fear change. So I only know one you way. You go, them? you go and you deal with them face to face, man to man, woman to woman, or vice versa. And you teach them. The people don't need more religion. They need to be taught. But they need to be taught in a certain way, not a way that's going to make them feel less than the teacher, not a way that's going to make them feel even more of an outcast than what they are. And so what we have to do is train more people to be able to go out um, to have love rather than having now, that fear. Who is we? Not, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm being kind of you know sarcastic here. You. It it seems to me like the mission that you're setting out right here is the mission of the church. You would you would think so, but I think that religion as a whole, and I'm talking Abrahamic religion, mm -hmm. Christianity, Islam, Judaism, mm -hmm. religion has lost its soul. It says what? Absolutely. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? And we, you know, you, I was at a meeting one time years ago, and the guy was bragging about a, a thirty million dollar parking lot, 
And I'm saying, what the hell? Like, yo, the community around you is dilapidated. Right. Right? So what does it profit you to gain all of that and to have all these material things but lose your soul? And I think that, obviously, just looking at the community, it means that the, the, the religious houses, all of them have lost their souls. And what I'm trying to do is bring soul back to not religion but to spirituality. I think um, religion is in the point at the point where – where uh, in the Old Testament, Moses had to allow the old to die out mm-hmm. in the wilderness, and he took the young mm-hmm. to inhabit the mm-hmm. promised land. That's where we're at now because the old-minded, and this has nothing to do with physical age. You have some people that are 80 years old, but they have the, uh, a youthful mindset. Sure. You have some people that are 20 years old, but they're old. Mm-hmm. That old mindset has to die out. And I think we're living in a time. The reason that this time is so strange and so many things are going on is because you're living in a time where the old is dying out. We're in between two worlds, the old world and the new world. And both of them are pulling on us at the same time. So let 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 me pose, mm-hmm. pose as we close this thing out, let me pose this to you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to paint a picture. I am... A young man who has grown up, like you said, in grandmama's church, and you know, uh, um, I've I've heard these messages, but I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. Uh, I don't see the work in my church out there in the community. I don't see uh, the church helping me personally. I don't see the church addressing housing needs, mm-hmm. and you know, all of this kind of stuff. How do? What's your message to me? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it of love? Is it of self? It, what's your message? First, my message is to let you know what you just described is schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is when you hear one thing, but you see another, mm-hmm. and it doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. And the person is thinking that something is wrong with them. But if the church or the religion has promised a particular thing, but I don't see it, then I start to think, well, maybe it's something wrong with me. No, something is wrong with them not keeping the promise, not keeping the soul. So what I do is I go to them, and I f- let them know first, you're in your natural state. Right. People do what's natural until they learn what's normal. Mm-hmm. And so what we what when, when I say we I'm saying not just like-minded people but light l i g h t minded mm-hmm. people. It's time for us to enlighten our minds and then go to them and let them know. Look, the reason you feel this way is because this whole system has lost its soul mm-hmm. and you have been left out. Mm-hmm. Now what we're going to do is build you up so that you can go and not only um correct um the uh, part of the system, but we're going to start building our own system. Gotcha. Well, let, look here. I want um, you to t- say again how people can find you on social media and all that kind of thing because, you know, I, I play devil's advocate, but mm-hmm. we, we can't just give up. Can't give we up. We got to have some. Look, if you got somebody that is hard to reach, mm-hmm. How, you know, if, if a mom, dad, uncle, brother out here listening and they right. they know they got somebody hard to reach and they and that person is not going to listen to the pastor, mm-hmm. how can they reach you? On social media, Destiny, Destiny Manifest, on all platforms, uh, Facebook and Instagram primarily. Um, the, a phone number that you can text is 470-521-1100. Uh, we have jobs that are available at about uh, $15 an hour. Transportation is there. Um, you don't have to worry about that. 
the Not special real thing. quick I'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't mm -hmm. let you expound on that job thing man oh yeah so we have partnered with a uh, man a company that um the more i find out about them the more i love it um they have a program where all of these jobs are career opportunities nothing dead end all of these jobs there is no background check there is no drug test just don't be high on the job now i know as i say that some are going to do it anyway but I can't help that. Mm -hmm. But no background check, no drug test, transportation included, $15 an hour after 90 days um, full um, benefits. You can't beat it. Contact me, 470-521-1100. Um, also, transportation included. Transportation that included. That is so important. Because that's a big issue. It is a big issue. Right. It is a big issue. A lot of people want to work. They can't get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that is the social component, the social slash economic component to our new spiritual organization. Yeah. As far as the spiritual side, I call it rehab from religion. Mm -hmm. It's not bashing any religion. I'm not trying to take nobody from no church, no mosque. No, we'll go wherever you're happy. But there are people that are being called out, mm -hmm. and those people are tired of you know what they have seen and some of the things that they have not seen. And so they want true spirituality. Sometimes, most oftentimes, religion leads you to something outside of yourself. Right. But spirituality should lead you to empower yourself. There's a power within you that's connected to the all. That's okay. Right. And so that's what we're doing. So um, it's called Divine Destiny International. Uh, we're in the process of looking for a facility as we speak. And we are um, going to assist in changing the world. Well, you know. I've been a fan for a long time, and um, I love you, and I love you. You know, I salute you for everything you want to do, and you know, um, you anything you need, right. you know, you can come to me. Right. And I want to say that to to everybody, like to him who much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm a resource to direct people where they need to go. Right. You're a resource, and I just, I just, I just want to say that. You know what I mean? I like people right. are people are here for you, rooting for you, cheering for you. Mm -hmm. So let's close this thing out with a little this or that. Yes, choose my your favorite part. Choose your favorite five hundred one c three nine nine profit. I can't choose mine, right? Yeah, you can choose yours. Oh, okay. Plan B, Community Development Corporation. All right. Now, if you don't answer one of these questions, you got to donate $100 to your charity. Okay. Let's go. Green Acres or Wing Out? Wing Out. Railroad Park or Botanical Gardens? Railroad Park. Hattie B's or Eugene's Hot Chicken? That's the one to get them. Every That's the time. one to get them every, every time. time. The only re so let me tell you my conflict. I'm gonna answer the question, but my conflict is, I think one of them is black owned. However, I've never been there, uh -huh. but I have been to Hattie B. I'm gonna say Hattie B's. All right. Sauls versus Jim and Nicks. All the fat folk have problems. First, <laughs> first what is uh? You ain't fat at What is sauce? Funny, sauce. Uh huh. What is it's it? It's like um um it's a barbecue joint. barbecue joint. 
Don't look at don't look at me. Don't look at me. I ain't got the answers over here. You know, I don't do the I don't do barbecue. So That's uh, right. That's let's right. See. Let's throw that one out. Okay. We'll throw that one out for you. Your mama's versus Granny's fish and grits. Let's go uh fish and grits. Al's versus purple onion. Ooh. Um historic. I'm gonna go Al's. Marsh Bakery or Edgar's Bakery? Marsh Bakery. <laughs> West Side. West Said. Bring Negro it back. Negro League Museum or Civil Rights Museum? Um, hmm. I will go. Um, I go Civil Rights. Big B or Woolworth? Ooh. Man, I like this game. Um, Taking me back. <laughs> I'm going Big B. Sneaky Pete's or Gus's Hot Dogs? Sneaky Pete's. City Stages or his, or Heritage Festival? Ooh. Man. Um, let's go. Ooh. Let's go, uh, man. City Stages. <laughs> Alabama or Auburn? I'm going to explain my answer. <laughs> Here we go. The word fan means fanatic. Uh-huh. I'm not a fanatic. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I grew up as an Alabama fan. Uh-huh. All right. However, if Auburn is playing somebody else, uh-huh. I'm going for Auburn. Right. But okay. I'm talking about but playing each, each other. other. Um, Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I'm not saying it because I ain't like that answer. <laughs> I'm saying what's strong enough. I, 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 I want Auburn to lose wow. every game of every season, and I want their fans upset, laying in bed, crying while – how, while, does, how does hold, that on, hold on, hold on, I got a good punchline. While while their wives are out cheating on them with an oh, Alabama fan. Oh, my goodness. Well, their wives are out cheating on them with an Alabama fan, oh. swing, singing Sweet Home Alabama in her ear. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Savage. Man, where you get this guy from? Now, Man. me, I'm a little different. I feel that way towards Tennessee. Okay. All right, I don't want them to win anything. Okay. But Auburn – I want them to win everything up to the Auburn, but I want them coming into the Iron Bowl thinking, oh, this is our season. We going to do it, and we crush them. <laughs> and then after that, they don't go to the SEC championship, of course. They go to a bowl game here in Birmingham mm-hmm. or, or somewhere lesser See than, and then Birmingham. they lose that one too. So The, fu- the funny thing is, that was a setup. Because you and I have had that conversation. Yep, yep. I actually don't hate Auburn like that. Yep. I just knew what you was going to say about, <laughs> about, ten, about Tennessee. Wow. So, to my, so to my Auburn people out there, my girlfriend's an Auburn fan. I don't even hate Auburn like that. That was just me getting Ivan to say what he said about Tennessee. <laughs> wow. Well, look here, man. We want to thank you for this coming. This is fun. Thank you. Um, and we're going to have you to come back, of course. Okay. And we're going to check in and see where things are and then, you know, what we need to do to help. Okay, definitely. I would love to come back. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm, I, so It's been two years of being quiet. There's some things I need to release. And I want to awesome. be open about it. Cool. We want to thank Destiny Manifest for joining us on the podcast today. We want to thank you for listening. And as always, huge shout out to Creed 63 and UrbanHam.com. God bless. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.